Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the 9 to 5? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Good morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. Welcome again to another episode of the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And here with me as usual is Sandy McKay. Hey, Rob. Good morning. Good morning, afternoon. I don't know. Whatever it is for you. Uh, sometimes we're different now with the time zones, but uh, yeah, let's go. Well, for, yeah, right now, as we're recording, it is morning and, uh, and, you're, and I'm two hours behind you. And I was just commenting on how quickly the, uh, the uh, interview comes up on these days. So it's like, I got to get my kids ready. I got to get them, you know, something to do and somewhere to go so that it's quiet here and, uh, and you know, clean up. Get everything ready because it's on video. I don't know why. Are we? Are we? Do, what are we doing with the videos of this right now? They're all over the place, man. You're not following <laughs> enough. You're obviously got to. You obviously got to go subscribe and like and follow our, our YouTube channel. And, That's right. Uh, and and certainly our uh, social media feeds to catch up on some of these clips. Absolutely. Um, and of course, go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. You can download or, and listen to all the shows and communicate with all the guests that we've had on over the past, oh, I don't know, 175 episodes or something like that now. Um, and you can get a free gift. Yeah, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And you will get that when you go subscribe to our <laughs> channel. And you know what? If, they, if people haven't gone on our website recently, and I think we'll be close to there by the time this episode comes out, it's, it's getting revamped. So it'll be a few uh, new and exciting things on there too. So people should uh, certainly go check all that we have on the, on the website and, uh, and subscribe so that they never miss out. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk more about that probably next show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, next show. 
Um, and, you know, go over to iTunes and rate and review the show. That always helps get us out there to as many people as possible who are looking for this kind of information. Um, leave us a, a review. Let us know what kind of topics you'd want to hear on the show. Maybe some guest recommendations and whatever else do you think that we should be doing. So um, that would be very, very helpful. Go over there on iTunes and leave us a rating review. What's new, Sandy? What's happening with you? Hmm. Uh, you know, I lots of exciting things into the fall of this year, 2022, <clears> that we're working on. So I'm going to have a few, like, column announcements sort of things on some new endeavors. And um, so I've been kind of navigating that. And, you know, part of that is some new stuff, new things with, with, with our shows here and the podcasts and uh, bringing in some more collaborators and um, kind of revamping our investment strategy, too, uh, for myself personally, uh, because we've done a whole bunch of, of uh, the burst strategy models and, and primarily still sticking with that. Although we're just transitioning to doing some bigger, bigger, uh, bigger investments. And um, I haven't done a lot of the uh, two to four units for a while. Like I've kind of taken almost a, getting close to a year break. We've had, been finishing up some projects, but we haven't done any new ones for a while. And uh, partially because we're focusing on some bigger stuff uh less transactions <coughs> more units generally uh and we're navigating the crazy market of 2022 right which has uh, been not without some downs for the first time in a while uh which has been interesting and i'm i'm r raving to anybody that, can, that will listen and pay attention that it's probably the best buying opportunity that we might see in a while if if it's probably maybe the best one you know that will come around again because we have a window here in uh, summer, probably into fall, maybe into 2023 even, where the, you know, the rates are scaring people away and the prices are down. Cannot see how that possibly is going to stay for too much longer. Um, for simple supply and demand, without getting into too many details, simple supply and demand will, will eventually come back around and uh, you know, we'll be sitting here saying we told you so again. Best time to buy real estate was what yesterday, and next best time was twenty years ago. This is, you know, there'll be a that twenty years could make itself up pretty fast here in the next couple of years if we're not care if if we don't just continue to take action. You don't yeah. want to miss out on this. Type of, this well, I thought the best time to buy was today, but what did I say? Yesterday, yesterday, today is always good too. Yeah, today's good. So people, uh, and we're going to probably get into that a little bit more uh, as well during the interview with uh, Dan McMullen, who we're pretty happy to have on here today. And thanks for taking the time to come out and talk to us. Yeah, awesome to be here. Thank you. Super happy to have you here, Dan. Yeah, and uh, I'll give a brief intro for you, uh, for our listeners. Dan lives in Brooklyn, Ontario, um, which is just a little north of Whitby, um, Durham region, and lives there with his wife and three kids. He's a high school phys ed teacher in Markham, uh, and he started his real estate journey three years ago, investing in the Peterborough area. Uh, and also, which is south, southern Ontario, I suppose. Peterborough is still southern Ontario, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and he, his main strategy is long-term buy and hold with focus on student rentals and duplexes. Also, interestingly, interestingly enough, utilizing the infinite banking strategy, which we've talked about many times on our show and our, our great uh, connection there with uh, Ascendant Financial. And so he have been using the infinite banking strategy and whole life insurance policies to also 
uh, in your investment strategy. So we'll probably touch on that a bit. And yep. you're also the host of a monthly mastermind group called the Cashflow Crew. And so we'll learn a bit more about what that's all about too. And um, yeah, excited to have you on the show and uh, looking forward to learning more about your journey. Thanks yeah, excited to be here and uh, certainly have lots to, to share. And, and uh, here we go. Yeah, I've been on that webcast. It was super fun. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, um, good, group of, good group of people. Rob, it's been great having you uh, having you come on there, Sandy. We'd love to to get you on. It's just a it's just uh, you know a small group. I'm trying to scale it out a little bit, make it a little more professional. But we uh, the idea is we uh, we have monthly meetings where we bring on sort of um, you know great guests who have lots to share um, and just sort of teach us about what uh, what they have going on in their own life and and we can collaborate with like minded individuals uh, via Zoom right now. We've kind of um, continuing the sort of the pandemic trend of, of doing things over Zoom. And it's been fairly successful so far. Yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, good group of people that you have, and <clears throat> I'm sure that it will expand. Um, so, you know, let's just start out like this. It doesn't have to be 100% real estate related, but let's hear about your, you know, a little bit about you and how you got started in real estate investing. Yeah, so um, high school phys ed teacher, family guy, sort of uh, just working the nine to five, uh, I think the real big turning point when it comes to the real estate journey, maybe it's something to do with turning 40, but um, you, you sort of, you approach 40 and, and I certainly was like, okay, you always feel like you should be getting ahead. Uh, you always have this sort of vision mm -hmm. that you're going to get ahead as you get further along into your career, that your savings will increase or everything will just get better financially. And I just started thinking to myself like, okay, you know, you have three kids. Uh, I'm fairly successful in my career. I've maxed out as a teacher, teacher salary, and I'm just, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. So, you know, you start to look around uh, and you see these bigger homes or you see people living differently. So then you start to become curious on, okay, what are people doing in order to, um, you know, achieve or, or have a different sort of outlook on money? So I started, you know, just, just digging in, doing a little bit of research, um, just sort of asking people, hey, what are you up to these days? And I came across a good, a good friend, Scott, who, um, Rob, you know him, who had six uh, investment properties at the time. And so we were just casually talking and he said, oh, you, I have six rental properties. I said, no way. I'm really interested in um, also potentially getting a rental property. So he, funny enough, and here's a plug for you guys. He said, hey, check out this podcast. And he threw uh, the Breakthrough Podcast to me. I, you know, I'm very new to podcasting at that time. And that was in 2019, uh, May of 2019. And I started listening to your podcast. So um, that's really where sort of the, the why and, and the where it all, it all started. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. It, you know, <clears throat> it's nice to hear those stories that, you know, we've been able to help somebody get started anyways and like expose a little bit more uh, of, of real estate, you know, beginners <clears throat> to get them moving and take yeah. action. Because it wasn't long before you took action, right? Like you. No, it was. We bought. We um. We bought in August, so I was. It was May to August. Like I was ready to rock, ready to go. And I think you know, you know when people are ready. I'm sure both you see your clients, and you under you know when they're ready to take action. And I was, I was certainly ready. And the cool thing about and the importance of podcasts and the importance of what you guys are doing is you allow, uh, you allow people like me to borrow your confidence. And I, I really like that expression. Uh, boring someone's confidence and, and it's just you know you, you don't you don't feel confident in in doing 
you know, buying an investment property, it's, it's a real daunting, scary thing if you don't have that knowledge. But if you can start listening to podcasts, you can start networking, start creating a power team, you're borrowing everybody's confidence in order to take action. And I think um, downloading free podcasts are, are just such a simple way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. I, I love that. Uh, love that outlook uh, perspective. And uh, I love to know why how you were able to take action so fast too, because that is, you know, May to August, we're talking about three, four months. Had you had a, a buildup of stuff before that where you were getting knowledge or getting confidence in some other way? Honestly, or, or is our show that powerful? That I literally, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I literally just, like, it, it sounds so simple, but I just, I was a copycat. So, um, you know, I, I kind of, um, got myself right beside my buddy Scott and I connected with Rob very, very quickly, you know, and Rob also has some investment properties up in, in the Peterborough area. And I just, I literally just had a template. They had a template and I just copied it. Um, I, I bought my first student rental. I bought, uh, five doors down from my buddy Scott. And I literally just, I took his realtor. I took like banking for like, we, we, I just literally did what he did. And I think that's a, a great story that that people listening can do is just find someone who's do, already doing it and copy. Um, it doesn't have to, you don't have to recreate the wheel. I, I uh, that's resonating with me really hard right now. Cause I've been uh, of late been really looking into just the fact of, you know, people who um, follow proven models and just kind of submit to what the model has already worked. A lot of people, especially like entrepreneurial type people tend to be, I think they tend to give themselves a little too much uh, benefit that they're like the creative geniuses and that they have this great new strategy that's going to like revolutionize things. And I think the reality is that the the easiest and fastest way forward is to follow a model, like you're saying, and, and copy someone or, you know, copy mostly what they've done and just why would that, you know, if it's proven and it's not a one-off and it's proven and it's, you know, multiple people have done that same model. I mean, why not start with that and then build upon your, you know, throw your creative flavor to it later on well that's it and it's a starting point right and, and it's they say the first one's the hardest one and it's so true because you don't have you don't know what you don't know and so if you're if you're doing that copycat model right from the start then you you know you you're going to get more creative as your investment journey goes on because you are going to want to you know some fresh ideas or some creative challenges and really this is a you know the being an, an investor it is a challenge like we we all like to sort of take uh take a product change it and make it your own. And I feel like that's what investing is, is you're taking sort of this raw house and you are changing its application into uh, a cash flowing asset. Yeah. And you guys have gotten really creative with, uh, with some of your student rentals, which we'll talk about too. But I wanted to say one step further on what we were just saying there is mentorship can be very, very powerful, right? Like that's the, the accountability that's added on top of that, like is, is is extremely powerful because you're you're looking up to somebody who is doing what you want to do and then they're saying okay i'm holding you accountable to take this step right so the in in my journey anyway that's been a really really helpful thing no i agree rob and and being a teacher at heart and and just trying to really you know why am i doing what i'm doing like he said why do i keep buying these properties and and making my life more complicated when i already have full-time job and three kids at home and like there's a lot going on but uh, i do feel an obligation to um to go down this path so and then i can share my journey with other people uh, and invite them to come down this path as well because i feel there's a lot of people out there 
um, who are, you know, grinding away. <coughs> like, I'm very lucky. I have an amazing job. I'm a high school phys ed teacher. I've kind of won the lottery when it comes to going to work. I get to play sports all day and, and, um, and teach, teach students. It's awesome. Uh, but not everyone has that, that luxury. And if you can, uh, if I can inspire some people who potentially are in, do not like their job as much, and they can find a, a way to supplement their income or, or change their life. And that gives a lot of um, you know, gratitude towards, I really feel good about that. And I'm still, yeah. I'm still, still, I'm only three years in, so I still have lots to learn, but it's a, it's a slow journey and, and just sort of grinding away at it. And it's not always about replacing nine to five either. Like you really enjoy what you're doing. So it's more about, you know, the actual lifestyle outside of work. Yeah, by by doing by doing what I'm doing, I'm I'm going to be able to uh, travel. I'm going to be able to. We're we're taking a little bit of time off in a couple of years. I'm doing a deferred salary right now with my teaching job, where you can do what's called a four over five, where you work um, you work for four years at a reduced salary, and then you get a year off. And the idea is to come visit you uh, in Costa Rica, Rob, during that year That's off to, to do uh, to do various things. And without sort of the supplemental income coming in from the real estate, uh, those sort of life experiences might be harder to do when you're just uh, relying on that one source of income. So even when you are copying, quote unquote, um, what other people have done and starting out and, and doing exactly what they've done, there must be some challenges that were still there despite all of that. Let's talk about some of the bigger ones that you ran into and how you got around them. Yeah, the first thing, I guess, is just to get your partner on board. My wife was certainly a little reluctant um, at, at the start because, you know, here we are with the young family and, and you, you know, she's like, you want to buy a rental property and you want to you do this and that. And it, there, that's definitely a huge um, obstacle that I'm sure a lot of people face because mm-hmm. uh, we are very much programmed from our parents and from our families on how money works. And a lot of people leveraging is very, very scary for a lot of people. So, you know, borrowing money in order to buy these assets just isn't programmed into some people. A lot of people are savers. You know, if you don't have the money, you don't spend the money. So, and, and real estate, we leverage a lot. So that's a, that was a real challenge is just trying to get um, various people comfortable with, with what our vision was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and how, like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those, just, I'm sure there's people listening that have the exact same issue, and it's not like it's not like winning. It's more like um, like learning together. It is, and and it's so through through my podcasting, through my reading, through my networking, through my connections, I I gained a lot of confidence in in what I was doing, and I felt very confident, and I feel like. Um, once I was able to communicate that confidence to my partner, to my family members, uh, they could really feel that I would, I sort of knew what I was doing. And, you know, obviously I had role models and, and, and I would, I would, you know, share what my role models were, were also saying with my partner and my family members. And that really was, was key. If I wasn't demonstrating and doing the actual homework prior to making these purchases like if i was just doing it on a whim and didn't didn't create this sort of power team and this knowledge then that would be that would be certainly problematic but uh my partner definitely felt that i was i was doing the right homework in order to uh to take that next step it's not that much different from raising money or about getting an investor to partner with you type thing similar you need to show confidence and credibility 
whether that's yourself or through your, your network and power team, you know, borrowing credibility or you said borrowing confidence, both those can play a big factor there, I think. Right. And we've had a lot of guests, we've had like some couples on the show in the past where this has been a great topic where it's because yeah. most couples are kind of different complementary in a lot of ways. That's usually not always, but often that's part of what makes them a great, a great couple. And that generally means one person's maybe, maybe a little more risk adverse than the other, or they're, you know, different mindsets right so how it, it can certainly see the challenges of that and uh i don't think we can we, we can talk forever on that we can build there's shows around that that's a whole relationship advice type show but uh there's there's i'm sure there's tons of people that New podcast that. sandy yeah yeah I'm what sure i would just, resonate with that I I, I I i for one probably was more the one that got dragged into it when we were starting kate, kate my wife and i i was probably the your wife in this case versus uh versus you which you know it, anyone can get excited and learn enough that they get confident and and you know who knows where it takes you i think the most important thing is you you really have to uh start taking an inner journey as far as uh becoming well read when it comes to sort of your psychological makeup and and your relationship with fear and money um it it really it really plays a major role when it comes to investing it's like okay what's what's the worst that can happen and and if this is the worst that can happen i need to have that mindset where i'm going to overcome whatever comes my way and so it's it's really making sure that you sort of take those steps to 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 make sure you have all your building blocks in place and you're starting your foundation properly right i think it's important to not just say you know you talk to scott one day he says i got rental properties and then like five minutes later you go to your wife and you say guess what we're doing yeah you know that's that it's it's important to what i found and you know my wife and i have had lots of conversations on this is like how did we end up here right and like how did we you know let's go back and, and learn a little bit from where we came from and uh one of the big things was you know when because i've i've tried all kinds of things before i found real estate i just knew i wasn't in the right spot, right? It was just trying to figure out what, where I was supposed to be. And, um, <clears throat> and when it came to uh, doing some real estate investing, I was like, well, what, what got you on board with that? And she always said, because you could answer some of my questions for everything else you wanted to do. You, you know, you were just, it was just a, a whim, right? And you had no knowledge on it. This, yeah, I could tell you were learning, you were you were excited. You were figuring things out. You were talking to people, right? So that I think is a, uh, is a big part of it. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen in real estate is not all that bad really either, especially in Canadian real estate, right? Like people tend to think that it's a lot, like a lot worse things can happen than, I mean, I don't know. I mean, realistically, I guess the chances of something, your, your chances are pretty good of things going. Okay. I yeah, think especially if you are paying attention and talking to other people who have done the same thing. I think you're being very intentional in what you're investing in. And that's something we've really focused on in our, in our investment journey is you, you really put the odds in your favor. So you're, you're buying good properties, you're attracting great tenants, you're making sure that you're providing great property management. So you're, you're really being intentional uh, along the way. Um, I think you're going to have great success. I think you probably can get yourself in a little bit of trouble when you're trying to maybe buy neighborhoods that, um, that, are, that can be a little bit rough and you're just not giving it the attention that, uh, it always deserves. Do you have challenges with, uh, <clears throat> with 
the management or the tenants and, and finding tenants and placing them? Did I have any challenges in that side of things for you? Uh, you know, yeah, we're really, really asking, especially too, because I know you're dabbling student rentals and, you know, those are always a little more, typically a little more work than a, than a straight rental. Honestly, we've had really good success. We, so, but again, we've been very, very intentional. So um, when, when we buy, we, we like to buy in between sort of, um, we're looking June, July, August, September for a student rental. Uh, we're looking to purchase then. And then what we're doing is we begin the rental right away in say August, September. And we're actually looking to, um, we're looking to rent for May 1st. So we are actually, and we're, so we're doing the rentals, let's say October through um, March. So we're actually carrying the property ourselves for sort of six months there. Um, but what we're doing is we're actually in November, we start to list the property and we actually do tours with the students coming through. And what we found is the very best students are the ones in the fall who are looking right. for <clears throat> May. So um we, we we've been very very lucky where we feel like we have the best students we feel like we have a really great product up in peterborough we're buying really nice homes um and so far it's been a great success even through covid we you know that was that was our sort of getting our feet wet um in the, the rental and it was right through covid we only we lost a couple students who said they, they needed to um, change things up but we were able to replace those very very quick in the house yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, that didn't hit with me when you said you started in 2019. Interesting time to start because within your first year, stuff mm-hmm. went crazy, right? So, um, how did you keep going through that? Was that a? Did you ever think and go, uh, "This is uh, this is the worst thing that can happen," and this is this is this is this is, this is not good for us? It, it's funny. I was I was talking to my buddy Scott, and we you know we kind of went. Um, we said we we kind of planned for everything except a pandemic. We weren't expecting that one, so. Uh, but here's the thing. I think students, um, they want to live uh, in their student houses. Like they really want to be around other students. So even in the lockdowns, even when things were, were going sideways, they really, they still were going to school virtually and they wanted to be in that house. That's where their friends are. And they, they were still getting a little bit of the university experience. So we, we kept on going through that in our head. And we were actually communicating with our, with our students saying, hey, you know, how are you feeling about this? You know, do you see yourself? Uh, needing a change or you're going to move back home and they were communicating uh, and saying no we really want to be uh, at the house so uh, it it worked out really well so let's talk about the types of properties that you buy so you met you touched a bit on it you guys really focus on nicer houses and are all of your places student rentals no so right now in the portfolio we have we're, we're still small but we are growing so we have two eight bedroom student rentals up in peterborough and we also, we did a duplex conversion in a, a town called uh, Millbrook, which is just south of Peterborough. So um, we have three properties right now. Um, we're, yeah, so we're, we're, what we really focus on is buying sort of nice, nicer homes, nice neighborhoods, and, and they're bigger homes. So like both of our student rentals are bungalows, five bedrooms upstairs, three bedrooms downstairs, uh, three full baths in the house. And um, they're just, they're in really nice neighborhoods. What we think about is if ever we need our exit strategy, we feel if we spend more money up front um, with appreciation and time in market, if we want to turn around and turn you know, these into single family homes again, we're going to get a really good buck selling it in the future. So that's kind of our long-term vision on, on what we're doing. 
And one of the things I want to mention is because people listening to this might not know because it, 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 it's very sort of unique to Peterborough, the, the licensing process, because those, those student rentals are 100% legal and you've got a business license to run them. Right. And you go through a process with the city to bring them to where they want them in order to have the eight bedrooms in them. Right. And, and rent them out to students is a fantastic model that they have allowed there. If for me, I'm very, very comfortable with that. Um, you know, being, being a teacher, having a young family, I wanted to do things very much on the straight and narrow up front. Um, so the city of Peterborough is fantastic to work with. So they actually have um, the fire inspectors come in, they're checking smoke alarms, egress windows. So they're signing off on my property saying, Hey, this is safe. This is good to go. And when I communicate with parents, um, I'm saying, Hey, this has been an inspected property. We have a license to do this. And um, this in turns allows us because we have this sort of confidence that we're instilling, this allows us to get really, really premium rents um, because we're, we're licensed and we have the best product. So we see, we see Peterborough as just a, a great spot to do this. So when you first go and you're looking for something that you want to turn into like an eight bedroom home, it's obviously not an eight bedroom home when you find it. How do you evaluate the type of property that you want to buy? Yeah. So the first one we, first one we bought was actually, um, it was a, a, it was a, a bungalow, two bedrooms upstairs and two bedrooms downstairs. And we were, you could just kind of walk through the space and you can kind of visualize or where could I put bedrooms? So in that one, it had a, a dining room. So we, we put a wall through, um, you know, we separated the dining room off and made it created another, another bedroom. Um, there was a common space, a huge common space in the, in the basement. So we took half that common space and we created another bedroom there. Um, and then there was a massive living room. So we made the living room a little bit smaller. So we put another bedroom there. And then Rob, I'm sure you remember what we did. We got very creative with um, that first student rental. There was a massive um, cavity in the ceiling of the garage. And we actually uh, started brainstorming, could we fit another bedroom in the ceiling of the garage? Because it was an 18 foot ceiling in the garage. So we actually did it. We, uh, we got an engineered beam. We, we ran it right across the garage. The garage still has about eight, foot, eight feet of headroom but we were able to put a, uh, a massive bedroom in the ceiling of the garage. Um, and that's been fantastic to create the eight bedroom. So that actually, uh, it took us two years to pay off the construction costs for that, uh, that sort of addition or bedroom. So we're now cash flowing clean on, on that, uh, that addition. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I remember seeing that and it's not even the whole garage because it's still like, half of the garage is still 18 feet high. Yeah, that's it's right. just the back side of it. That's uh, that's a little lower and it really doesn't impact it that much. Very, very cool idea. I thought that was when you guys had that. Yeah. And, and then the next student rental, the same thing. We just, um, there had been a stale uh, last August. There had been a really stale listing um, that we decided to throw an offer in on a sort of a big bungalow and uh, again, we did the same thing. We walked through the house and we said, okay, room, uh, massive dining room. We can put two rooms in there, massive common space in the, in the basement. Let's put a, let's put two rooms down there. Um, and it's worked out fantastic. Each one of our houses has uh, common space uh, on the upper floor and lower floor. Um, 
kitchen upstairs, kitchenettes. You're not allowed another stove in the basements, but both of our places have uh, kitchenettes in the basement where they can do coffee, um, sort of simple breakfast, et cetera. So we're very intentional and, and want to make the, the experience the best for the, for the students living there. Yeah. And the other thing too, to mention is it's very important that it doesn't look like just a, a chopped up series of jail cells where, you know, you walk in and the parents are like, Oh my gosh, like, what have they done here? That's not, that's not what you're doing. Like, no. <clears throat> no, we will. Again, I, I believe we're selling, uh, you, you're selling this product to the parents. The parents are the ones and I, and I make phone conversations to each one of the parents and when, when they're actually inquiring about renting the property and, and, I'm talking it through with them. They're, they're the ones for the most part are signing the checks. They want their son, daughter to be living in a fantastic sort of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it, it doesn't have that. It very much has a, a, a family home feel and that's what we want, want to provide. I heard you, I heard you say that it was a, there was a stale listing. This is 2021 fall of 2021. This was last August. Yeah. So fall tw- August, 2021, there was a stale listing in a pretty hot market. Um, I think that, and uh, just hearing you talk about that deal, it, it, it reminded me that, um, you know, even, regardless of the market, there's deals out there and sometimes it just takes a little bit of grace, creativity to either make the deal happen or just to find the, the opportunities in the deals. Cause if that was a stale listing and it was sitting around for a bit, you know, there's a lot of people that looked at it and said, uh, oh, not for me, not for me, not for me. Mm-hmm. And doesn't I think mean, that's, it doesn't mean it's a, uh, not a good deal. I mean, there's, there's lots of opportunities out there that I've seen too, where it's like, you just take the right set of eyes or the right, uh, you know, the right creative mindset to go through there and find and make the deal a great deal versus well, just that's it. Like, sitting around and waiting for them to come up. This property that we bought, it was, it was an expensive property. Like they were asking, we can go over numbers. They were asking, originally they were asking 829 for this property and, um, it was it was stale because no one was going to pay eight twenty nine. The way the kitchen was configured in this particular house, no one was going to pay eight twenty nine for a type of kitchen like that. But we were we we're saying, oh, this is fantastic for students. So we we started the bidding in seven fifty, and we were able to scoop it up for uh, seven seventy five. And um, we obviously the rates were fantastic back back a year ago. So we were able to lock lock in a great interest rate, and um, the property is cash flowing nicely now. Very, very good. Um, I, I, so, I mean, again, like we're, we're trying to prepare people for what can happen, right? Like, so again, it's not all been good. There was challenges that you talked about, but sort of let's talk about the worst situation that you've had because <laughs> we want to draw these out to people. We want to understand that there are bad things that can happen. Um, and you just overcome them, right? You, you find a way to get around it. Yeah, I think they're the typical everything. Everything costs more than what you imagine. So you know, you, you definitely, when it comes to the renovation, um, one thing we did run into is our renovation costs on that particular the second property being uh, what was it August, uh, so August, September, October, November of 2021 though we didn't expect our our reno to cost what it did materials were up labor was up so everything was inflated so um certainly you need to budget a lot more it did end up costing the renovation a lot more than what we anticipated Mm -hmm. um and what we made sure that we also did was there's there's small little details that we wanted to do to be proactive on the house so we spent some money so for example has an old air conditioning unit so, and the lines for the air conditioning unit were not to code. 
So while they were drywalling, we bit the bullet and we actually um, we put brand new lines for the, for the AC unit because we didn't. Once the students moved in, we didn't want to do any drywall work um, once they had been in to, in order to replace the AC. So we actually spent more money preparing the place for future sort of things that might happen. So I would definitely like if we're going through this, it's you have your budget and then add add 10, 10, 20 percent onto that for renovations. So that's that's certainly certainly one of them. Yeah, another, that's thing, good too, too. Like, another thing, you know, for the most part, everyone, um, all, all the students and the parents have been great. But when you are charging like we're charging upwards of seven seventy five, sorry, seven twenty five for some of our rooms, there's an expectation um, from parents and from some of the students that the house is, is certainly, you know, it's in order, it's in complete working condition. So you do have to answer some extra, some extra emails and some extra phone calls and just kind of making sure everyone is happy. So you are um, putting fires out in that respect a little bit. That's interesting too, just to, to point out the fact that like when we were in Peterborough, you know, I, I would say like five years ago and we were looking at three, four years ago, even, and we're looking at multi-units, sometimes looking at like triplexes and, and literally each unit would be like 775. That'd be the rent for the, for each unit in the triplex in Peterborough at the time. So um, it's interesting that you can take some, like a, a really nice family home, add those bedrooms and get like $700 a room. Yeah. And I think, again, you're, you're providing an incredible product. Some of these, you know, some of the rooms have an ensuite to them. They have walk-in closets. Like we're, we're taking these really nice homes that have, that have sort of built-ins in them. So um, you, the students are really getting sort of what they expect from their own homes. Uh, and they're actually getting that in the university town. So we've just find a way to sort of give them that experience um and we 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 do need to charge those rents in order to buy these nicer homes mm -hmm. so um it's it definitely so far it's been successful and it's it's working out uh so let's talk about where you you know where, where are things going for the future what you, you talked about the future a little bit there you're kind of renovating for the future and you know obviously you have a longer term outlook on a lot of these than some people might uh what else are you working on where else do you see your business going around yeah this? like it, it's funny you you certainly i think sandy i i resonate with you because you're you're you say that you're pivoting a little bit and you kind of i i feel like we reach plateaus and we're like okay we need to see where we're going next and i i give a lot of thought to to that so do we keep continue with what we're doing do we keep um maybe pivot and try something else i think i would like to uh, try the one property per year and keep stacking um, a few of these. Like we have a really good thing going. And if we can sort of keep adding one property a year and I say, we, I'm actually investing with my, um, my great buddy, Ryan and my brother, Jeff. So we've created this um, little power team that we have, and it's worked out really, really well. We're um, we each have a, a different skill set. I'm kind of the people guy. We have my brother who's definitely the, the real handy um person and then Ryan's really great with municipalities and kind of um, connecting with people in that respect. So that's a little sort of side tidbit is, is if you were looking to, to get into this, maybe think about who might complement your skill set, uh, join forces with them to get in. And that might be a great way to gain some confidence to do that. So circling back, what am I doing? Yeah. So I think I'd like to continue to scale um, 
scale the real estate. My, one of my real goals is to, not that I, I really enjoy my job and I, and I, and I'm going to continue to definitely do it, but I, my, I've, I've challenged myself to replace my salary with passive income through real estate or through other means of cash flow. So, um, I'm looking to do that by 2024 when I have my year off. So I, I believe if I can continue stacking these, uh, these properties, continue with my infinite banking, um, that we, we should definitely talk about a little, little bit here. Uh, I think I might be able to, to accomplish that. So, um, that's sort of what the, the future holds in that respect. Let's talk about the infinite banking. Has that played a, a, a role yet in your purchase of properties? Yeah, for, for sure. It, it has played a role. I, I've been able to, so what the infinite banking concept is, is I'm taking um, mutually owned dividend paying whole life insurance policies and I am funding these policies and there are multiple policies. I, I have multiple through throughout my family system. Um, and what's cool about these policies is as you fund them, um, they are creating what they call cash value. And um, what is fantastic is I'm able to take a collateralized loan against my policy and the insurance company will give me money against my policies. So I can take, um, so what's great about these policies is they're compounding uninterrupted interest for the rest of my life on these policies. So I'm able to put cash into um, sort of, we'll call it a, a master bank or my master bank, which I, I'm calling. And I'm able to put money into these policies that will compound forever, but I'm able to borrow against the value of them. So to me, that it, it, like it, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm actually receiving dividends on these policies. I can borrow money in order to fund renovations for my real estate. So I actually took policy loans to fund renovations for my last, um, my last rental, uh, which was incredible. And um, in turn, what's happening now is I'm able to run um, the, the rents through my infinite banking. So as money comes in for rents, I can put those into premiums paid, or um, I can also put that towards policy loan repayments. And so because I have a fairly substantial flow of money, and, and that's the real thing for your listeners that you that is the key, it's money in, money out. So um, real estate investors, we often, something we forget about is the flow of money. We have a lot of money coming in our direction. I'm able to do something with it before I have to send it out to more mm -hmm. payments, taxes, everything. So I'm able to um, collect the dividend or the power of that money before it exits my system. It's a little bit of a complicated system. I would really recommend uh, the book, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And um, I'm also happy to, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm, and I'll, I'll, I'll give my sort of information, but I'm happy to, just be sort of a, a someone to chat with about this system and, and how I'm implementing it. Yeah, that's really, really cool. It's almost, and you're just chatting with it. Like you're not, you're not part of, you're not a broker. You nope. don't make any money off it. It's just worked well for you. Uh, yeah. And what I've found is like, I, I am connected with, uh, I'm not connected with anybody, but I, I, one of, you know, Peter Lount, uh, I believe uh, Peter is a, a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, he's my coach through <laughs> all of it. So he is um, an actual advisor 
But I find a lot of people like to reach out to me because I have no affiliation with anybody. I'm just someone who's actually doing this. So I can um, just really give my perspective on how I'm implementing this, this system. Yeah, really cool. Awesome. Um, I, I, and so I guess let's talk about how powerful it's been then. Because can you quantify that? It's, um, it's, so this is a, this is not a get, a get rich quick scheme. Uh, this is a slow and steady build. So, um, l- like let's use an example of, you know, a $10,000 annual premium policy. Um, so for example, let's say I have, um, a, oh, I can just give you an example. I just paid a $15,000 policy in July. So, and this was my year two of that policy. So as the money goes in, so um, I have $15,000 in there. Right away, I would have a uh, cash value available for loan. I could borrow back $8,000 of that. So now I have the $15,000 in there making a dividend and I can borrow back money um, in order to quickly, let's say, pay renovation. And then now as the money comes back through uh, the student rental, I can replace that money that I borrowed and in a sense, creating a, a family bank. So um, circling back, how do I quantify how it's doing? I, I have policies that are coming up into year four, which is fantastic. I really feel that um, by about year five or six, I'm going to be able to borrow a substantial amount of, of, of money um, in order to deploy and then in order to create investment opportunities for the money to replenish those accounts plus some. So I would say this is like, if you were to scale this out and really have a vision, like, a, you know, a five to 10 year plan for implementing something like this, I would say is, is realistic. And it's, I've been incredible how quickly the four years has gone and it's about taking yeah. action now. So, you know, any, I feel real estate is sort of a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a slow and steady build over a lifetime and you're going to, you're going to be very happy at, at the end. And I feel that, um, this is just another complimentary tool in the tool chest for that. It's it marries like, well with real estate. That definitely, yeah. The because of the flow of money, right? There's just a, you, it, and it, it really, really does. It's like a, it's like a old school Smith maneuver on, on, uh, on speed or something. <laughs> a lot of people have, yeah. have, have sort of made that connection. But if you really look at it, it's very much like real estate. And here's the analogy. I can buy a house. Um, and as the value of that house goes up, I can take a HELOC off that house. Uh, and, and then I can take that money and I can reinvest that. Right. Well, the same thing with these policies, I can buy a policy and this policy is going to increase in value forever because that's the way it's designed. And as it increases value, I can take a collateralized loan and then I can go and do more investments with it. So really, they're very, very similar in what they are. They're just they're just different in the actual product. Yeah, it's the only it's the only investment out there that I, I that I found that is really mirroring real estate. It's very similar to real estate in the same ways you just said, and that's why I love it too. Um, it just makes so much sense. And uh, I mean, most people might as well get life insurance anyways. It's I, I the actual just life insurance fact of it is is valuable in my opinion and add on the other benefits of just you know, cherries on top. It, it's incredible. It, it, I think everyone, everyone needs that. And especially as we, we have some, you know, we, 
we have liabilities that might need to be taken care of in a case of something awful happening. It's definitely gives you peace of mind in, in that respect. And it's a, it, again, it's different. Like you need to educate yourself on this. You need to reach out to people that are doing it. But one, one big thing, and Rob, you've always said, ta- you've, you've said this, is be an action taker. Like you just need to, if you hear about something and you're curious about it, don't just discard it um, and, and move on, like investigate it, see what's going on. Maybe dabble, like talk to people, podcast, read some books and then make an informed decision on that because there is, there definitely is some um, bad stigma when it comes to life insurances and policies. And they're all very, very different um, in how they're designed and who sells them. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, since you just mentioned, you know, uh, resources that people should tap into what, which ones can you recommend? Uh, let's talk about for new investors. What would you say people should be looking into? You mentioned the book by Nelson Nash. What else? Yeah, like you, I, I, I guess I, talking about across the whole uh, investment gamut, you have to read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's like you have to read that book. Um, it's all about mindset and sort of where you're going. Um, who Not How, Dan Sullivan's book, it's a fantastic book. So it's like who is who is out there to help you achieve what you want? So Rob, you were, you were a, a who for me. Like you were the guy, I needed somebody, I needed a real estate agent who I could rely on. So I sort of outsourced that to you. Um, and you would have different who's um, throughout. Like Rob, I'm sure, and Sandy, you guys both figure out who might be your who's um, that have helped you scale and, and, and grow. So that's a, that's a really, really good book I would definitely recommend. Um, another one by Dan Sullivan is called gap and gain. So it's about measuring your successes. So we often, you know, it's, it's, what have we achieved? Like we all have goals and sometimes we're too hard on ourselves because we don't, um, we don't measure what we've accomplished. We only measure the goal and we can kind of get, uh, defeated or we can be hard on ourselves if we haven't, um, if we haven't achieved what we set out to do. So those are sort of, um, you know, some books there. Obviously, Rich Dad Poor Dad is a is a game changer for so many people. Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kawasaki also is another great one. It's just how how you're making your money and where that's coming from. You're you're chuckling, Rob. Must be something up with that. <laughs> no, I'm just like <laughs> these are all fantastic books. There's so many of them. You know. Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like like being learning based is probably a, a, yeah. a benefit <laughs> to yeah. to to anything, but to real estate for sure and. Uh, I love those books too. Um, <clears throat> Think and Grow Rich, I think is, you, see, you know, you really said everyone must read that. Honestly, that's like the foundational book to, before even investments, it's just the mindset behind it all. And like, I think that's like the starting point for most people. If, if they haven't read that, um, even if they're, even if they think they're beyond that, I think it's a great foundational, uh, to really put your mindset in the right place. If you want a super quick read, that's very similar in um, it's, uh, foundations i guess as uh as as that there's the science of getting rich too it's like you can burn through that book in a day and it basically covers all the ideas but it's a real quick read i think it's even older actually than than uh than think and grow rich and it's a very simple concept it's 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 what you focus on will expand and where your energy goes and if you can Mm -hmm. If you just have these ideas and, you know, I want to build a, you know, I want to buy a house and like you literally start focusing on that um, and you're going to, whatever you focus on, you're, you're going to eventually run towards it and try and achieve that. It's a very simple concept that a lot of um, 
a lot of people just don't understand. So yeah. it's like oh, when you read that, like, real light bulb goes off when you read uh, that book. Um, you mentioned, so lastly, let, let's stay on this and we'll talk about, you know, in those different things or maybe from somewhere else, what's a piece of info or advice that's always stuck with you and how has it helped you? Piece of advice. Um, I, I listen to a podcast called quote of the day by Sean Croxton and, uh-huh. um, his biggest saying is, you know, little by little, a little becomes a lot. So little by little, a little becomes a lot. So every, so my whole thing is every day I think to myself, what am I doing today? That's going to be a little bit to help for tomorrow. And then those little things stack uh, upon each other. So, you know, every day I want to be doing something a little bit in order to improve. And that could even be like re- reading 30 pages of a book that could be listening to your podcast. That could be um, trying to tighten up my, that could be calling one of the service providers for internet up at my, my rentals to try and get a better rate. Um, that could be going on realtor or um, looking at, at properties. So it really is what, what am I doing every single day that's going to compound um, in order to sort of make my life better. And that it could be exercise relationships. Um, it just, you need to take action every single day. So just sort of leaving with the listeners, that's something I really uh, feel passionate about. Little by little, little becomes a lot. Um, I think it's awesome. Love that one too. It's the same as uh, your investment model of kind of going, you know, taking a little slow. It's little by little, it becomes a lot. You, you, you said it's a long ways out. I mean, five to 10 years is, it goes by pretty fast. I think when you have that longer term outlook, um, a little by little becomes a lot pretty fast. Yeah. I love this. And you know what? Some of my favorite podcasts that we've done are more just the, the ideology behind it all. Right. And I think that that's a super important thing. Um, because the biggest roadblock for a lot of people is not that they don't understand the action steps to get there. It's more the, it's more the belief in, in what they're doing, right. That can really block people. There's, there's tons of people that know every step of what to do and they still aren't doing it. Yeah. 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 And And I think something that's really becoming clear in the last last little while is is just how amazing the investment community is like there's so many people um out there who are willing to share are willing to help are willing to talk are willing to get together and 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 that was kind of one of my things with um cash flow crew it's just it's just creating a platform where people can come together share grow learn um and just be a, around like-minded individuals so it's just it's it, what a great community because everyone's pulling and pushing in the same direction and i think the idea of uh, abundance is very is very important there's enough for for all of us if we all work together and everything so uh, having a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset is is like having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset is very very important for all of us yeah yeah agreed um and so how can people uh join your webinars yeah, I'm. Uh, please come. Like we're we're very inclusive. We want uh, we want anyone who wants to to join up. Um, email me at dan at cashflowcrew.ca. Uh, maybe it can be put in the show notes there as well. I'm also um, jumping on Instagram and I'm trying to be a bit more uh, influential. But I'm really uh, trying to uh, put out content where um, I'm helping to improve people's lives. So whether that's 
uh, exercise, whether that's um, relationships, whether that's raising kids, whether that's in investing, just trying to um, sort of be a role model and a, a figure in that sense. So um, that's Instagram at Dan McMullen Lifestyles uh, on Instagram. Check me out on that. Dan McMullen Lifestyles. Yeah, we'll have all this stuff in the show notes, guys, for you to uh, go ahead and, and reach out to Dan and join that uh, webinar that he has. I think, you know, I, I had fun. And like I said, I, I really liked the, the crew, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, people that you had on there. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good bunch. And, um, we, you know, it's just about learning and sharing. And, and it's uh, a really great hangout. So I welcome anyone that wants to jump on. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, and it's been a real pleasure, you know, getting to know over the, the past few years, getting to know you and your brother, who, you know, I, I helped actually buy a house right next to my old place. So we were neighbors for a little while. And that was fun. And, and Ryan, too, getting to know you guys has been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. I uh, really appreciate that. It's kind, uh, kind words. Yeah, our, our paths have certainly uh, crossed many, many times. And um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, thanks again for sharing all this, man. Um, we had a great time. Awesome. Uh, Long time listener to the show. It's uh, really, really cool to be on with uh, you, Sandy and uh, Rob. I really appreciate it. Well, I think we love having, I love these shows where we have great stories. Obviously at this point, we've been doing this eight plus years. There's, there's a few more people out there like you. If someone's listening to this and they've got a great story to share, I mean, reach out to us. We'd love to have more guests like you, not just to toot our own horns, but it's uh, it's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't great. hurt though, does it? <laughs> it doesn't hurt if I'm honest. Yeah. But, but you got a great story there and you've built up some great stuff. So congrats and uh, way to, way to take action. Yeah. Thanks very yeah, much. No, and, I, and, and I mean, I don't really don't care about our horns being tooted. The fact is that we started this really so that we could learn, but also, you know, I mean, it has become a tool that is, that has worked well for our businesses. But Sandy, when you and I started this, it was more just to talk and help people. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, 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 weren't, we weren't realtors. We were just wanting to learn, right. Wanting to get on and talk to people and explore um, all the different uh, pitfalls and, and and ups that you can you know experience through this it was it was, it was pretty in line with the the little by little becomes a lot it was it was yeah. just kind of doing a little by little yeah. and then it became a lot all of a sudden well, I'm, I'm certainly glad we didn't <laughs> wait for what do they say done is better right. than perfect because we right. were far from perfect right <laughs> anyone going back sure. maybe i don't know it took us a while to find a groove i think yeah oh yeah but it's oh, yeah. been fun um, okay, Dan, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Sandy, how can people reach out to you? Uh, Sandy at freedomreps.com or um, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook as well. And people can reach me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Awesome. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.